Hey, it's Aldwin. And I'm Jason. This is the Ready Play Tennis Podcast. New balls, please. We put our shit together so that we can entertain you. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Come back to life, Dick Edward. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? I, think, I feel like it's another ass comment, but... Jason Jason just called you on your bluff, and you, you came back and you called us an albatross? I don't know what that is. Do you know what this is? It's called entertainment in all caps. Time. Ready? Play. We're back. <laughs> what a short hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our show in 2022. I'm Jason. I'm Aldwin. We are back uh, somewhat prematurely. We had no intention of being back until next week, but it is a very special episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> Do you remember Punky Brewster when uh, Cherry got locked in the fridge that was taken outside and they didn't take the door off? Uh, I do not know that reference to okay. that 80s sitcom. And they tried to get her out because she was stuck. They couldn't. Op- she couldn't open the door. She was locked in there and she almost suffocated. Let Novak Djokovic out. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice segue. Um, yes, we had to pop on the mics uh, and release this on Friday. It is Thursday evening because... Things are moving ever so quickly, although I think they're stalled for now, but we're going to get into that. So um, we're here, obviously, to talk about the whole Novak Djokovic situation. It's not like there's four tournaments happening across Australia. <laughs> this is the biggest story in tennis right now, probably for tennis fans, but also for non-tennis fans. The number of people I've seen post on their Facebook who don't really follow tennis is pretty incredible. Yeah, you know, just to parlay that to our IG, Jason and I are experimenting with a different kind of medium on our Instagram. We're doing a few more reels. And, you know, just in response to how many people were asking us what we thought about the Djokovic situation, we posted our first reel. Yesterday, it must have been yesterday morning, and immediately we had like a couple thousand views. So really? Pe- yeah, people are like into... I guess what we have to say about the Novak Djokovic situation, and there has been no, um, there's been no shortage of commentary either on our stagnant posts, <laughs> on our stories, or on our reels. So we're excited to get into it. Uh, before we get into it, I appreciate you giving me credit for the reels, but I have done nothing. <laughs> um, and when you show me, I will contribute to the reels because <laughs> I look forward to it because they do look cool. They kind of look like. A regular post that sort of pops up on your on your view but they don't appear on your wall yeah they're like tiktok for ig trying to keep up you know the ig folk gotcha well everyone is trying to keep up with the djokovic drama <laughs> uh before we popped on we kind of reminisced on australian open season 2021 and the quarantine chaos that we kicked off with last year and it feels a little bit like that, but just one person in the spotlight. <laughs> one person, such a polarizing figure, and admittedly a person I was really kind of warming up to. I don't want to get, listen, those of you that follow RG <laughs> know exactly where I stand on the, the whole Novak Djokovic situation, but let's just lead with a couple of timeline facts, shall we? Jason, you want to, you're going to do that, sure, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
we all know sort of where he stands in terms of uh, vaccines, but there is a bit of a timeline, I think, from the sort of initial um, questioning of how the Australian Open was going to go up until, you know, a few hours ago in his quarantine, <laughs> deten- they called it the immigration detention ho- hotel or something. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dramatic title. Yeah. <laughs> So I think, you know, besides the fact that we've kind of known his position, the the timeline really, I think, started back in November um, mm-hmm. at the ATP World Tour Finals. It was, I think, the semifinals day um, or the day before where it was announced that the Australian Open would require people, um, players, their team, personnel, and spectators to be fully vaccinated to attend the Australian Open. And uh, at the time, I I saw a quote, and Nick Kyrgios stood up for Djokovic and, and his position on vaccines. Um, and it, in that sort of interview, he said, you know, it doesn't really matter whether it's vaccination or anything else. Uh, you should have the freedom to choose. So this is Novak's position, which we all knew well. And I think he was hedging his bets at the time. He's like, I'm going to, you know, wait and see, uh, still have some time to figure that out. I'm sure you recall sort of that position um, back in November. Mm-hmm. So he kind of got a sense uh, he was going to try to figure something out. <laughs> and uh, it seemed like he did. December 29th, the news broke uh, on his Instagram and his social that he. Um, actually, sorry, January, that was January 3rd, back up December 29th, he withdrew from the ATP cup. So Mm -hmm. obviously he was still working out his sitch, um, (laughs) (laughs) his status for the AO, um, the Australian open was uncertain still. Um, but, uh, you had, you've noted here that, um, Lajevic tweeted, uh, Djokovic was waiting on news of whether he would participate. Yeah, you know, the just going back to some of our concluding episodes last year, I remember you were bringing it up as a potential news story. I mean, Jason doesn't get enough credit. Jason was the one that said we should get on this whole like mask COVID situation <laughs> and start branding that because before you know it, you're going to see all of these sports brands with their players and their masks, which has definitely come true. And yet again, Jason at the end of last year was like, guys, let's start talking about Novak Djokovic. I mean, I'm sure you had heard murmurs out there in the tennis sphere about whether or not he was going to participate at the Australian Open. But um, yeah, that all really came to fruition. Um, Lajevic's comment, his tweet uh, that he posted during the ATP Cup, I thought was really interesting because to your point, it's like Djokovic is in his basement with all of his kind of vials and concoctions (laughs) trying to figure out how am I going to scam my way (laughs) to the Australian Open? (laughs) (laughs) Alduin, Alduin has stated his position. <laughs> um, you know, a, a sidebar. Speaking of masks, you can get masks from our Ready Play podcast <laughs> merch store. Uh, yes. November third, or sorry, Jan- where am I? January third, twenty twenty-two. Uh, just three days ago, mm. Novak shares on his Instagram a photo at the airport with his bags, ready to board a plane. He says, I've spent fantastic quality time with my loved ones over the break, and today I'm heading down under with an (laughs) exemption permission. 
Mm. Let's go, 2022. <laughs> Bicep emoji. Uh, bicep emoji. Okay, quick pause. What was your immediate reaction to that? I mean, whether you watch, you saw the photo or whether you read the, um, the quote somewhere, did you have like an initial feeling about what he said? I didn't have any particular thought here or there whether he would be able to go. I uh, mm-hmm. was a little bit surprised to see that he had got an exemption, but admittedly didn't know what the process was for how that mm-hmm. worked. In hindsight, I figured he would try to to get that because he's been very clear about his position on vaccines. Yeah, sames. Let's keep it at that. Yeah. I felt the same way. So this is where it starts to get interesting. Well, backtrack a little bit. There was obvious reaction after mm. he made that post. Um, all the people who follow him on Instagram were giving the clap clap emojis. Way to go. So excited. Um, and then, you know, everyone else who dislikes Joko came for him. At pretty much everyone on the GLTA message board. <laughs> they should just rename the GLTA message board like the anti-Jokovic message board. <laughs> like, send her home. Why is she participating? You know, some very vocal people, even in the TLGTA, we are not going to name names. <laughs> everyone knows who you are. Um, we're uh, out in full force, just showing their complete displeasure with his participation. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a little bit as well in terms of how we feel about that process. Mm. Uh, but two days ago or a day and a half ago, depending on the time, <laughs> time, time uh, wherever you are in the world, basically, <laughs> uh, he arrives in Melbourne uh, and he is held there at the airport for eight hours. He's separated from his team. I think they take away a bunch of his stuff, like they take his luggage away, his phone, so he couldn't contact anyone on his team or mommy Mm -hmm. and daddy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, he's brought to this immigration detention hotel. And these were the hotels, I think, that um, previously were where you would have to quarantine for five or seven days or however long when you came into the country just to make sure you didn't bring the coro in. Yeah, the Punti mattress. That yeah. was your saying of January 2021. Yul- Yulia Putinseva, we need fre- we need fresh air to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Punti mattress was uh, Pospisil's room when he flipped over the mattresses and was hitting balls against it. That's right. right. Uh, so this also lit the social media sphere on fire because that got people immediately excited about his uh, predicament that he Mm. was at risk of not being able to enter the country. I think um, in between that, what was interesting was um, the tournament director, Craig Tiley, providing a bit of an explanation on the process. Uh Uh-huh. For the medical exemption. Yeah. When you read that, what did you think about that? Uh when I read what would be required to be approved for a medical exemption, what yeah, did I think? Yeah, like when you, when you, when he sort of laid out the process of how it's reviewed, um, just so for our listeners, um, they have two independent panels of medical experts who, I guess, review these um, 
medical exemption requests, of which they received 26 of them. Mm -hmm. And apparently there's no identifying information. So Mm. um, when Novax or any other player or member of the player's teams who can also ask for an exemption are reviewed, they don't know that they're reviewing Novak's file. Right. Um, What did I think about it? I mean, it seems like a very thorough process. You have to pass two independent... Well, based on what I read, you first have to pass the Australian Open appointed medical panel in order to be approved. That's the first tier, the first layer. And then your application gets processed by a second independent panel that has nothing to do with the Australian Open. And once you pass those two, if you get approved, then you get your medical exemption. So I think the process is quite thorough. Um, anyone that would, any player, any um, any person that's part of a player's entourage that would request for a medical exemption um, seems would seem to have go to have to go through some pretty um, stringent measures in order to be approved. So, I mean, again, we are not privy to that process. We don't know what, I mean, that's part of the problem, I think. We don't really know what Novak Djokovic's medical exemption is, but needless to say, he got approved. He got on that plane and was like, girl, I'm going to be playing the Australian Open. (laughs) And he was stopped real quick. (laughs) Now, I I actually do want to go over, um, because I think this is a pivotal part of the story, why he was stopped at border control because you know anyone that's followed the story knows that there is a lot of finger pointing and blaming going on and it's hard to kind of track who's telling the truth and who's not but um i did watch an interview with the um home affairs minister her name is karen andrews she's been interviewed on australian morning television like 25 billion <laughs> times over the past two days have you watched any of these interviews i with have her? not but um i'm glad that you're sort of diving into this a little bit because it's sort of the only part that I, where i'm a little bit confused as to what the <coughs> discrepancy is with his visa and his medical exemption Okay, so again, granted, I am not a immigration officer. <laughs> you are for I, this episode. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm going to be the self, or you're going to appoint me the immigration <laughs> officer slash expert for this episode. God help everyone. <laughs> um, but here was my understanding. So uh, again, Karen Andrews, Home Affairs Minister, uh, Federal Home Affairs Minister. That's an important um, detail to note because Part of the controversy here is there's a miscommunication between the federal government and also the state government. So similar to Canada, it would be like a difference between Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford. Gotcha. Okay, so provincial versus federal. So according to Karen Andrews, in order for a non-Australian person to enter the country during this time, um, they must either have a a visa in which they would have to apply for. And again, Novak Djokovic applied for his visa through um, the appropriate channels. But in addition to the visa, because we are in a pandemic, she called um, the separate requirement um, 
medical requirements in order to enter the country. So not only do you have to provide a visa, which she stated uh, time and again on her morning interviews that there was no issue with Novak Djokovic's visa, but when it came down to the federal government's um, criteria to allowing people in, he did not fulfill them. Now, he clearly did not fulfill them because he was uh, not double vaccinated. That is one criteria to meet but the other criteria that you could possibly meet is if you're not double vaccinated you must provide medical evidence of a sufficient medical exemption which that is the specific criteria that um, forced border control officers to keep him held at the airport for so many hours take away his instagram so he couldn't tweet to all of his fans for you know support and whatnot and um, ultimately led him to the quarantine hotel with the punti mattress and the beef stroganoff in the plastic Tupperware <laughs> that, he, that he's being fed. So again, I just want to clarify, that is the federal government's requirement. Now the controversy kind of rolls in because, you know, clearly Novak Djokovic and his team did their due diligence and felt like they had all of the supporting documentation required. In fact, the Victoria state government, which is the state in which the Australian Open is Held, Melbourne is in the state of Victoria, they had a requirement that I heard, not a requirement, let me change the word. They had an exemption for individuals that tested positive COVID, tested positive for COVID within like a 30-day, I'm not sure whether it's 30 or 60 days, Someone can, if someone can check me on that, but they considered testing positive for COVID part of the evidence to be supported for a medical exemption, which... I have heard from different news sources, either online or um, via the internet, that that is a part of the evidence that his team used in order to receive the medical exemption from both of those individual panels, the Australian Open panel and the independent medical panel. But clearly there has been a disconnect between communication um, between the federal and the state government. And you know when that happens, federal, I guess, trumps state and your boy joko has got a <laughs> quarantine or could possibly face deportation yeah yeah it is interesting i think what's so interesting to me is the fact that any article you read it's still like Djokovic's vaccination status is unknown it's like based on everything he said and how he's <laughs> trying to you know get around it and the fact that he posted that he has an exemption don't we know that already like <laughs> yeah we know come on i mean it could be like a bit of an egging on like girl okay we know we technically don't know your vaccination status but let's hear it from the horse's mouth yeah situation yeah so i think people are just you know putting into words that we haven't heard from him so we we don't know it but you know wink wink we kind of know it um <laughs> on the grounds for exemption what from what i've read and i can't i don't know if this is um to enter the country, but I think this is sort of leaning into what you were talking about. It's <clears throat> an acute major medical condition, mm-hmm. sev- uh, severe adverse reaction to a previous dose of the vaccine. So if he's mm-hmm. gotten one dose and he had a 
crazy reaction that's been documented, or as you mentioned, evidence of COVID-19 infection within the previous six months. So we, Ah, six months. Yeah. So we know okay. about the first time he got it from that crazy yes. Adria <laughs> tour back in July of 2020. But it's possible, you know, people have gotten what they call breakthrough infections. I don't know why they call it that now. It's like everybody, lots of people have gotten it more than once. Um, so it's breaking through millions of people. <laughs> um, so within, he could have gotten it again within the last, last six months and, you know, didn't get reported and he kept it quiet. And that's how he's been able to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I guess when you look at it that way, again, it's hard to comment on something that you're not certain what the truth is. You know, you we don't know what his medical exemption is. Um, it's only been reported that he's used that last um, criteria to try and play the Australian Open. But, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that feel um, that he received his medical exem- exem- exemption legitimately and therefore should be allowed to play. I mean, when you look at everything on its face, you know, the fact that he was granted the medical exemption should give him the right to play. And so it just, um, it now kind of becomes messy because, you know, not only do people feel like he should play, but, you know, now he's kind of being held up as this either, you know, tennis hero or social pariah. And, you know, he's always been a polarizing figure, but, you know, this particular instance makes him the most polarizing, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too bad, so sad, Tennis Angren, you're kind of out of the picture now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tennis um, decided to weigh in and show his support to Nole. Um, mm. Do you want to, what did he say on, on in his tweet? Um... I don't know really what he said in his tweet, but I did watch an interview that they had with Tennis. And, um, you know, Tennis has always been a very vocal um, a vocal person when it comes to his personal beliefs around vaccination. He's clearly an anti-vaxxer. Doesn't, like Djokovic, doesn't believe that one should be forced to put medicine in, maybe me- medicine is misleading, but substances in your body um, against your own will. And um, I mean, the interview that I watched, he was quite tame. He wasn't like, yeah, go, Joko, you beat all those, you know, <laughs> pro-vaxxers. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely showed his support mm-hmm. in his own way. I I was joking with you because I do have his tweet up. <laughs> oh, okay. My, my I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he said, just to be crystal clear, mm. two separate medical boards approved his exemption. Yeah. Uh, and politicians are stopping it. Australia doesn't deserve to host a Grand Slam. Ah, okay. Well, listen, to play a devil's advocate here, I'm not sure whether you heard this angle, Jason, but someone help me. Morrison is the Prime Minister of Australia. I believe that's his name. Brian Morrison, I'm going to go out on a limb. If <laughs> that's not your name, then too bad, so sad. Anyway, the Prime Minister of Australia... A lot of people are saying that, you know, the Prime Minister of Australia has come under fire in terms of his poor management of the um, dissemination of rapid testing across all states of um, Australia. And so he's using this kind of Novak Djokovic incident as a way of saying, you know, beating his chest, being like, yeah, we stopped a guy. We're going to protect you. I'm doing a good job. And 
by the way, don't no one look at the rapid test situation. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of political commentators are saying that he's using this as kind of a pawn in his political um, in his in, in in maintaining political power. You should say. Yeah. Well, what we know now is, <laughs> is that it's Friday morning, uh, or, or close. Is it afternoon? Sixteen hours, so it would be like early afternoon in okay. Australia. Okay. And we know that Novak is still stuck in his <laughs> hotel room. Mm-hmm. He he may or may not have posted a message outside of the hotel, um, <laughs> uh, outside of his window for the public to see. What is it? Aren't we all human? Yeah, something like uh, "Aren't we all human?" or "We are all human." Right. Like always doing that freaking heart with his hands and you know yeah exactly like sharing it with the world go go away yikes <laughs> <laughs> and uh it seems like this will be adjudicated not until monday right yeah so yeah a lot of he's people gonna, feel like he's, he's i was just gonna say he's gonna be stuck eating that beef stroganoff until monday <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's also worth mentioning that, you know, he has drawn the support of his prime minister and president of um, Serbia. You know, they're they're calling out Australian governmental officials saying that, you know, this is an absolute. um, What are they saying? They're like, this is an absolute travesty. How dare you? How dare you use Novak Djokovic as a political pawn? Um, You know, this is. Like it's almost like they're engaging in like a a civil war of words. Yeah, and I th- I don't think the things that his dad says are very <laughs> helpful to his cause or ingratiate him to anybody. <laughs> no, go ahead, give us your best uh, Daddy um, Djokovic impression. <laughs> well, I think he has compared his son to Jesus. <laughs> yes. That Jesus was crucified and now they're crucifying my son, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely not helpful for your son. I know you care about him and love him and want him to win that 21st Grand Slam, but let's let's simmer down and put a cork in that one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think you did such a good job. We did such a good job about laying the facts for everyone. Um, how do we feel? How, okay, <laughs> let me just say this. Can I? Do you mind if I start off? Yeah, no. This, go ahead. This segment by saying this. Our, um, the our take segment. The our yeah our take segment. Um, again, being in charge of our social media, I've been pretty outspoken about how I feel about Novak Djokovic, even before knowing a lot of the details. And yeah, I mean, too bad, so sad. Now that I am fully informed, I'm still not changing my opinion. But just to let everyone know, I have found a safe and secure place after posting all of those reels. Um, those Djokovic, Djokovic, <laughs> Djokovic, <laughs> Djokovac, <laughs> those Djokovic um, supporters are coming for me. Like, I have to like build an electric fence around my condo because I know they're like going to kill me in my sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just, it's so funny, like, you know, not since engaging Nick Kyrgios and also Djokovic last year, have we received so many, like, I don't know, just like so many, so many negative comments. I don't want to call them negative because if you're a supporter of Djokovic, that's your prerogative. That's great. But like, you know, someone called us stupid. 
or like I, I don't know it's just like it's so crazy yeah. I mean stupid is like the light end of it but whatever <laughs> <laughs> well what we know is people have their uh, passion for tennis people are very passionate about Roger Federer and Nadal and I think people who there's very few people who dislike them in the same way that people dislike Djokovic people have a, a ravenous love for him or they mm. loathe him um, and it's maybe not fair to say they love him, him because they love Nadal and, and Federer uh, more, but um, those are my favorite memes, the ones where Federer, Federer's <laughs> playing the immigration officer with the mustache. <coughs> Alduin's still recovering from his <laughs> wonderful vacation, <laughs> hence the voice and the slight coughs. And the cough, yeah, totally. So No COVID, though, no COVID. Yeah, no COVID, <laughs> Thank, thankfully. Um, I mean, I feel like... A little bit, we were we were kind of all set up for this, especially people who don't like Djokovic, because yeah. we all knew where he was coming from. We all knew his perspective, despite the fact everyone puts in articles that we don't know his vaccination status. We know his vaccination status. He hasn't <laughs> shied away from saying that he doesn't feel he should have to get uh, vaccinated. Um, and, you know, I, as much as I, you know, I, I'm vaccinated, I'm boosted. Um, he has stuck by his gun, so I appreciate that. But again, he has to deal with the consequences and, um, this won't be the first time he'll have to deal with that, unfortunately for him. So, uh, he's going to have to probably deal with it in multiple different countries in 2022 and it could, hamper the latter part of his career if covid continues to go on the way it it, you know we're in year two we live in ontario we're locked down again for people who think they're gonna come here and maybe play some tennis it's not happening for you no no i mean and that's a very good point i mean i do agree that there should be less of a level of surprise to your point we knew where djokovic stood Um, where I have like my biggest grievances with Djokovic is just in the lack of transparency. I have way more respect for someone like Tennis Sangren. You know, this guy sticks to his guns just like Djokovic does, but he makes it very clear what his vaccine status is and what his beliefs are around vaccines. He knew what the Australian government and country required for from him in order to participate at the Australian Open. Um, in addition to that, this is a place where Tennis Angren has played and done well before. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than any other Grand Slam. But he knew within himself that the values and the rules that the Australian government put forth about entering the country did not align with his own. And he literally just said, okay, I'm going to pass on this one. I have way more respect for someone like that. You know, on the other side of the fence, you've got someone like Novak Djokovic, who has a history of um, entitlement and, you know, a large ego. And I mean, it's we could go into an entire diatribe of all of those stories that he has presented of himself over the past few years. Um, but again, it goes to the point that Rod Laver made during this entire kerfuffle show us tell us what your medical exemption is i mean i kind of liken that to the trump situation you know show us your taxes buddy like (laughs) 
you want to you want to you want to play in Australia. You have said on record before you are um, has vaccine hesitant. Then tell us what your medical exemption is. It only puts um, cloud and doubt in the minds of tennis fans around the world as to what your reasons are for being there. And I would have had more respect for Djokovic if it was like, listen, everyone knows I'm an anti-vaxxer. That just doesn't align with my personal beliefs and values. Um, I'm going to sit this one out. Instead, what he decided to do was he tried to skirt around governmental rules and regulations, participate in a tournament that he's won successfully before. Sure. I mean, I guess that's a positive thing. But it just kind of ties in with this narrative of Djokovic being so self-indulgent and so egotistical that he believes that he is above the rules. And, you know, that I think is going to end up tarnishing his legacy more than what his beliefs are. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my angle on him. Yeah, I agree with you and Craig Tiley, who spoke out after Djokovic posted his pick at the airport. <laughs> it would be helpful not only to the tournament and the fans in Australia who have gone through the same amount of, if not worse, you know, level of sort of shitty living with lockdowns, <laughs> rolling lockdowns, you know, he had three cases, they locked down, you know, at least it hasn't been that bad here, but um, it would help his case to express the legitimate um, rationale for how he got his exemption um we understand what the process is 26 people presented requests craig tiley said a handful of of those were approved so that means probably like five or six and his Mm -hmm. was one of them and because he is who he is because he's so polarizing because he's the number one player in the world and people will make assumptions that he got special treatment like the 90 percent who thought that on our poll (laughs) Um, he should reveal what that is and I know that that's personal medical information but I think in this one instance it would serve him well and maybe help turn one or two percent of his haters into uh, appreciating the fact that um, he was honest about something and that we can move on and realize that it's uh, great for (coughs) for the sport Um, and for the Australian Open that he's able to compete there. Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't help that the Prime Minister of Serbia is saying, okay, well, while while we're all waiting for his trial or for the, um, you know, what do you call that? It's not an injunction. Like they're adjudicating his his visa? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, on Monday. They're like, let him quarantine in the rented villa that he had last year so he has access to a court to play and prepare for the australian open like when you say shit like that it makes people not like you yeah you know what i mean like uh, on the one hand you have the home affairs minister of australia that, that says you know um he's going to be treated like everyone else in that particular situation so you know in that way i kind of am like yeah he should be treated like that and the fact that he's so up in arms that ever and his entire entourage around him are like he is being so mistreated look there's only two chunks of beef in that beef stroganoff like <laughs> girl please honestly goodbye so you know like when when people there there are some very fair and legitimate arguments out there to support his case for participating. But then when you add the give him the court, give him the villa, 
Um, he's the best player in the world, so he should get a special exemption. It makes your regular schmegular tennis fan and regular schmegular Australian citizen who's had to be in lockdown three times be like, bitch, no, go home. Hashtag schmegular. <laughs> uh, nobody, let's be honest, nobody on his team said anything about his beef stroganoff. <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, no. so you're over under as we conclude this uh, very special Ooh. episode of Blossom. <laughs> what will happen here? You know, I was so convinced that they were going to deport his ass, but, um, you know, just watching a couple of news clips and uh, the, leg, the legs that Djokovic stands on legally in terms of, you know, the, the government's fumbling... Um, his particular case, you know, one reporter said that, you know, what might happen is we need time to adjudicate this. There really has been press. There has not been precedent for this. And so in the meantime, we're going to uphold your medical exemption and allow you to play in Australia, which I think will be way more fat. Well, obviously, it's going to be way more fascinating if he participates, because A, is he going to win? B, how is this going to affect him? And C, how is he going to be received by the crowds? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for the juicy um, podcast part, I hope he stays. <laughs> <laughs> I think he will stay also. Mm. I do think it'll be interesting to see how it's handled after the fact. Mm. I hope that he, he can speak to his parents and tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and that he can just leave it alone and let the process have been what it was because if he starts to complain and talk about how the government was terrible he is again not going to win over anybody so if mm. he is successful in getting in he just needs to you know put his head down get back on the court maybe make a statement about it and then just move on with with playing the tournament and talk tell us what the medical exemption was yeah just tell us let us know See, we've spent all of this 35 minutes talking about one player, and there's so much hot tennis going on. We have to save that till next week. I know. I'm excited. Like, I... Okay, I'm not going to say a word. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot to cover. Yeah. So we're going to save that for our next episode. But welcome to season three, y'all. Welcome to season three, Punky Brewster Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> We're here for your tennis-tainment, or your tentertainment, or whatever it is. But if you like what we're serving up, please give us a five-star review. And like, share, and subscribe, and like such as. Wait, one more thing. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Ready Play Tennis Podcast. <laughs>